Hello and welcome to Here If You Need. It is grand final week and we are all set for a bumper grand final edition of the podcast. Sherelle McMahon, hello to you. Are you excited like I am? I am highly excited, Clint. I, you know, there's nothing quite like the feeling of heading into a grand final. And, you know, it's a, it's a strange one when you win in the semi and you've got that little bit of an extended time to get that excitement up. We know who our opponents are now. And so it's becoming uh, just, you know, a little bit more real. But I, I'm really excited. T, who is jumping out of her skin in Queensland, none other than Joe Weston. Hey, Joe. Hello, Clint. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. what's the overriding feeling or emotion right now is it one of excitement I dare say it is yeah I think um what Cheryl just said then kind of hits a nail on the head it was a little bit of a wait last week when we got straight through and then you know there's so many unknowns about who you're playing and all of that all that jazz so now that we know we're playing against the fever next Sunday yeah I think it's just excitement I'm obviously just trying to keep level-headed about everything and not get too ahead of ourselves because it's still a week away. Um, but, yeah, pretty much just very excited to be here and to be playing on Sunday. Is it, um, is it, is it comforting now to know your opponent? I mean, last <laughs> week would have been hard because you, you didn't know who it would be, whether it would be the lightning or the fever. Um, does that obviously help your sort of – does that help settle the nerves somewhat? Definitely. You kind of, we now know, you know, the task that's ahead of us. And also, I guess, it just helps us target a little bit more of our preparation uh, leading into the big game. Joe, one of the things that I, when I've played in finals before, and I've been lucky enough to play in a couple um, across just my a few team, jazz. <laughs> um, is when I, when I was leading into a final, you'd be just going about your daily business and then suddenly you'd remember it. And for me, there was always like a, almost like a lot, an electricity that used to kind of jolt like, oh, that's right. It, what, is there a feeling that you get when it pops into your head that you are playing in a final? Oh, 100%. I think it's that, you know, anticipation of actually getting out there on court and you, you think about all the different types of strategies you want to be playing, especially for us defensively. Just visualise taking so many intercepts, Cheryl, <laughs> et cetera, and all those sorts of things. Um, and it kind of just hits you, yeah, when you're least expecting it during the day. But, um, yeah, we've got a, a whole week planned out now and we've got um, some time off tomorrow. So I think I'll be using that to switch off a little bit too. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that because th- this season's been so unusual in many ways. And at the beginning there was the two games a week and then it had extended out. And, and for this one it's the two weeks. H- how has that been? How has that kind of extended period been for you guys? It's been different, I think, and that's probably been one of the more like challenging aspects. I mean, this year, all in all, has been pretty challenging, I think, for everyone across the board. But yeah, when we went back to one game a week after playing twice a week, that was quite a big adjustment. And now having that extended period of time between playing, we have been doing um, quite a few scratch matches and quite, you know, competitive work. So I think that's helping uh, you know, keeping the touch and just keeping the headspace in a, in a good position. I did see yourself and a few of the ladies headed down to the beach just for a bit of, um, get a bit of sun. Well, did you get a bit of sun actually, Joe? No, I've been, I've been sunscreening to the nines. Liz and Emily are looking quite tanned, but I don't think they're as um, dedicated to their sun protection as I am. 
but you know, you gotta. It, the sun up here is very strong, so I'm just. I don't <laughs> want to end up like a little crisp um, out on. Do you like driving into the ocean, Joe? Oh, uh, a little bit. We have. We've been swimming a little bit out um, in the Gold Coast and up on the sunny coast. The water is very nice. We've been very lucky to have some time off and go to the beach up here in Queensland and enjoy. Um, you know all that it's got to offer. So it's a Sunday afternoon grand final. How does the rest of the week look? How does it shape up? Yeah, so we've got um, Wednesday tomorrow off and then Thursday is going to be our bigger court session for the week. So we'll do quite a bit of competitive work and, you know, fine-tune a bit more of our strategy. Friday we've got an optional gym session, uh, Mm. which is always fun to see who turns up for those ones. And then Saturday we'll go through a captain's run and then another light court work session before heading into the game on Sunday. What's the focus been, Joe, when you've been jumping out on court in training? Oh, there's been a variety of different things. Obviously we've played um, Fever twice this year and last week we, before we knew who we were playing, we were just sort of working on more solidified basic skills and a lot of our attacking um, game plan and now with um, our opposition known you know we're looking at what it looks like with Janelle back there obviously she's a very tall human being so that poses a bit of an issue for us defensively and what we do to try and combat that and same with you know the specific defensive strategies that FIBA like to implement so it's still you know really getting that competitive edge because we haven't played in a little while uh, but also just making sure we're taking care of all the little things. Last time you played against Phoebe, it was you who was back there against you. (laughs) Will we see that again, Joe? Um, I I don't know if I'm going to make a comeback to goalkeeper. It's always quite comical when I play, I get to play goalkeeper. I think it's funny because I never played at training. Like I, because we've both got Katie and M and even Jackie, one of our squad members, like they probably play and Kitty, like I'm probably like the fifth goalkeeper in line to the throat and it happened a couple of years ago when we were playing on a diamonds tour like I probably hadn't played goalkeeper in six months and I went out um and played against the English Roses I was like no worries because <laughs> that's it's definitely fine. an easier transition I think from goal defense to wing defense anyway just given the style of defense I play and then goalkeeper is kind of the outsider I think in that defensive trio so um, who knows? I've definitely been looking at my goalkeeper game, but I think I'm really going to be focusing on the work I can do out the front on Sunday rather than back in the circle. Joe, did you did you actually watch um, last weekend's game, the Lightning Fever Clash, as a as a team, or how did you sort of take it in? Yeah, we watched um, majority of the game as a team. Uh, those of us were sort of we're position between two different floors in the complex we're staying in. So um, most of 72, uh, the level I'm on, watch together. So that was really good. It's always you can tell who people potentially want to come up against depending on who they barrack for. Uh, but, yeah, it was really good, I think, to watch it as a team and just, yeah, get really – I think watching that game makes you really excited um, to play. I don't know if Clint is still there or if he's frozen. Is that me or is that Clint? No, he's frozen. Okay, so sorry, Joe. I'll, I'll jump in again. One of the things, few of us have been back here in, in Melbourne, Sumini, Jamie Banish and I have been doing our forward-looking at the opposition each week. Are you enjoying our work and mm-hmm. do you take much notice of it? I do, Cheryl. <laughs> yes, I watch the entire huddle presentation through. I do enjoy some of the frivolity you have brought to it. 
um, which has always been quite great. And yeah, we've been so lucky having, um, you know, the support staff that couldn't come with us up into the hub, um, working so hard on our behalf down in Melbourne and keeping those lines of communication open. I think that was so valuable when we were playing twice a week when there wasn't really that sort of time um, in between recovery and training and just generally trying to have some time to yourself to do a lot of your own research. But now I think all of us are using that in combination with doing our own sort of um, opposition analysis to put us in the best shape possible. Oh, good. We're, we're filming the grand final edition tomorrow, but I think it's going to be can't wait. I don't think we can be too, you know, loose on the grand final edition. Yeah, so. you'll be serious. You're very serious stuff. You're very, your game face is very good, Joe. Like you're, you're striking me as being incredibly relaxed. I mean, is this a front? Do you have, do you have a few sort of, <laughs> do you have a few nerves deep down? Um, it's a big week, oh, isn't it? Yeah, I think I'll probably be pretty nervous coming into the game on Sunday. I mean, I've played at some big tournament finals, mm. but I've actually never played in a premiership um, final before, at least for the Vixens. So for me, that's, you know, a real personal achievement and something I'm really excited about. And uh, it's like with any sort of big game, there's always going to be swings and momentum. So just, you know, wanting to make sure we're doing everything to ride those and hopefully deliver a win at the end. But yeah, I, I'm, a, you know, I'm pretty easygoing. And I think that's how I like to um, prepare for games. I like to do, you know, a bit of serious work and then just... <laughs> take a deep breath and just relax for a little bit. I mean, I don't know if I describe Joe as easygoing on the yeah. court, so there's kind of a bit of a in the eye I know. I, I, and it's, eye it, in it, the belly. I, I get that. I mean more now. Like, look at her. She's just a picture of relaxation yeah. and just looks uh, just ready. Well, we've, we've done training for the day. I've got a <laughs> coffee. I've um, got a few other commitments, so it's pretty hard, I think, to be overly stressed in our <laughs> our hub life i can't i really have nothing to whinge about what have you been doing joe because there's a there's a lot of time to fill in no yeah. doubt you're not in your normal home environment what's what's been your go-to activity well up until last week when i handed in my last uni assignment that was taking up um a pretty significant chunk of my spare time so now i've just been enjoying being a little bit more free uh, going to the beach, catching up with friends. I'm very lucky that my best friend from school actually lives in Brisbane. Uh, so that's been the real silver lining to this year because I probably wouldn't have seen her at all. And now I've been able to hang out heaps. And I've also been walking a dog, which I commandeered from someone off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Called Shadow, a Border Collie. And um, they were actually lightning fans, but I've converted them Oh, well fans and they've come to so many of the games and they've you know they've got a, a daughter who's a really big netball fan so that's been um really cool too I almost got my own little Brisbane family so between that and just chilling out watching tv um all of those sorts of good things and obviously where Queensland is in a much freer state than Melbourne is so we really have the luxury of being able to go out for breakfast and things like that which all of us know is um a pretty fortunate position to be in are you feeling the love, Joe, from Victoria? Because there's a lot of us down here that are tremendously excited for the spectacle on the weekend. Um, have you spoken to family and friends? Yeah, I, um, I've had, you know, lots of messages from my extended friendship groups and also my family. And I think some of them kind of twinge with a little bit of disappointment because they wish they could be up here mm. watching because, you know, playing in a grand final is such um, 
I mean, Lightning's done it multiple times, but for us as a club, it's been a long time coming, I think, since our last um, grand final berth. So, you know, they're a bit disappointed they can't be here, but they're just really excited to watch it at home and get involved as much as they can from a distance. But before we dive into questions with thanks to our partner, Deakin University, Cheryl, I want to ask you a question. How do you think you'll go on Sunday afternoon? Because, um, you know, you've had so much to do with this um, side for the last few seasons. Is it going to be... Is it going to be tough for you to be watching from the couch? No, I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to be a total mess, regardless of of how the game plays out during the game, before the game and after the game. Um, Yeah, I I think it will be hard. It will be hard because I'm, you know, I I just unfortunately couldn't go up there because of the circumstances Mm. I'm in at home, but I've missed it terribly Mm. um, and have been just loving what the girls are doing. But it, it will be weird because I'll most likely just be at home, of course, no one else can come over. So it'll just be me and the kids and, and Breck and <laughs> like it will be for most people down here in Melbourne. But, you know, I think everyone who is down here is, you know, sending all our positive vibes your way, Joe, and um, can't wait to see you get out there and just give it a crack. Because to be quite honest, Clint, you know, I was obviously spent a lot of time with the girls before they went up into the hub and watching what they went through when they had to leave and there was so much uncertainty about where they were going, when they were going, how long they were going for. And um, there was a lot of emotion that that sat around that. And, you know, it's been incredibly impressive to watch how they've just handled all that and handled everything that they've been thrown out. So regardless of what happens, mm. I'll be super, super proud and probably more proud of the club than I ever have been before. Times two. Actually, times how many people in Victoria? Yeah. Six and a half million, million, something like that. No, you girls have done a tremendous job regardless of the result, but um, we'd love a premiership, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's dive into some questions from our fans with thanks to Deakin University, where every course is backed by industry experts. So you'll get the job you want with the degree employers want. Plus, you'll get lifetime access to Australia's number one university career service, Deakin, progressive real world learning. Questions, uh, let's do a couple each here, Sherelle, shall we? Um, I'll kick things off with Julia right at the top of the pile. Um, She asks, it's actually a very interesting one. If you weren't a Vixen, which team do you think you'd like to be playing for? Ooh, that's that's pretty tough. Tough and controversial. Do you have a soft spot for another side? Um. I don't really know, actually. I definitely couldn't play for Collingwood because my entire family are Essendon supporters, so I think they'd either disown me or write me out of the will. Um, (laughs) Either of the Sydney teams, they train out at Homebush. As much as I love Sydney, I wouldn't want to leave in Homebush. For me, it's all about logistics. There's no real draw (laughs) for any other team. Adelaide would be fun. Perth is too far away. And then, like, Queensland's almost too hot. So (laughs) by process of elimination... Probably a New Zealand team. No. <laughs> You've really Fiber. cut down your options there, Joe. Now that um, Gabby and both Lara play out there, because I'm pretty good friends with both of them, but I think I'd be fighting to get the goal defensive bib off Kim Jenner after the season she's had. So maybe I would have joined Seabass over at the Splice Construction Magic. <laughs> well, it's interesting you, you spoke about uh, Collingwood and your family's a supposed hatred for Collingwood, given you're an Essendon family. Is that, that's right, isn't it? 
I do barrack for us and I do have a few other football teams I support, which I know oh, apparently are sacrilegious in Melbourne. But the D's are one of them, so you can't be too oh, annoyed. Please. Okay, well, that's okay. <laughs> Taylor wants to know which rivalry is more important, the Sergeant McInnes Cup or Vixens v Magpies, the derby? Oh, that's probably tough. I think the, the Swifts wins um, cross town or cross border battle mm. has a lot of history behind it. And I think that probably goes through all the way to when you play underage, whether it's Victoria versus New South, New South Wales. They're probably pretty equal. I think. They're both satisfying. Well, I mean, we did win both this year. Yeah. So that is um, a double tick, but I'd still say probably Collingwood a little bit. Yeah. I'd probably have to say just the crosstown rival kind of mm. novelty is still there a little bit to teams in Melbourne. You know, they're trying to come onto our turf and it's, mm. it's a bit rude. Absolutely <laughs> it is. Sherelle? Lock them off that for sure. Um, I've got, I like this one here from Eve, Joe. It's, uh, she wants to know if it's a hard game and you feel like you're getting beaten by your goal attack, is there anything that you tell yourself and, and a way that you try and respond to that? Well, yeah, I think it probably depends like on the circumstances. Like sometimes if I'm uh, like being penalised a lot, I know that's really frustrating for myself and also like our defensive cohort because it kind of throws out the rest. So I think I always try and adjust. And um, for me, it's always about just trying to calm myself down a little bit if I'm getting frustrated. Um, So after I've managed to try and do that, whether that's talking to my teammates or just sort of say like, all right, like it's, you know, the next center pass, you can do something different. Um, that kind of helps me get a little bit of clarity about why I potentially am being beaten, whether it's, you know, my positioning or something, the, the goal attack is doing really well. And then from there, that helps me, I think, change things up. Cool. And this is another one from Neats, who this is it's quite a technical one. I quite like the way that this has been described. I've noticed that you do a well-balanced arabesque when you're oh. defending the goal shooter. <laughs> uh, is arabesque. What practice do you put into that well-balanced arabesque? Oh, my mum would be pleased to hear that after all of the dollars she spent on dance lessons when I was a child. Can you, sh- um, what, so, sorry, arabesque. arabesque. Arabesque is just the... Can, can someone do it for me? Do you want me to demonstrate? Yeah. yeah. Come on, Joe. I don't know if I have enough just don't, room. Just don't, in, just don't injure yourself, right? I'm doing an arabesque. Normally you go like up, but I always go like opposite arm to leg. I think it comes from da- like years of dancing. I don't really practice Oh, you do it, it in much. the gym too. It's a, it's a movement in the gym that you do an arabesque when it's a, it's a single leg kind of tilt yeah. over and hold. Yeah. yeah oh, so with the opposite leg. arm? Yeah, leaning forward. Okay, hang on. Clint's going to give it a go now. Live demonstration. Opposite. <laughs> but, like, you're defending a uh, shooter. Oh, exactly. You may need to be up a tiny bit higher when oh, you're defending I thought I was doing the gym version. Oh, you were doing the, the netball yeah, well, version. That was good. good technique. Okay. You, you had quite a confined space, Clint. That's impressive. I did. <laughs> All right, a few more questions before I embarrass myself anymore. Um, This one comes from Michelle. She wants to know who your favourite Silver Ferns player is. Ooh, that's a tough question. I mean, it's pretty hard to go go past Langman um, and also like um, Katrina Rory. Rory? Rory? I'm still not sure. Rory? 
how to pronounce it. Like she's such an impressive defender. And I've also been like, just, I think all of us have been blown away by Amelia and Ekinazio. I think that is mm-hmm. correct. Um, and how phenomenal she's been in that goal attack role. And obviously I used to play a lot against Maria Falau and now, you know, I'm playing a bit more against her on that international stage. So I think hopefully um, that will be an interesting battle for years to come but yeah I don't know who my favorite Silver Ferns player would be probably Langman because she obviously plays in this league and we get to play against her and she's pretty entertaining yeah out on court (laughs) so I want to I want to pick up on that point because obviously um we see her in a tv sense interview sense and she's very very funny um you know very loud um I know that she granted she's um obviously a mid-quarter um but how is she loud and vocal and crazy on court as well um, I think all the the centres, like I know Kate Maloney always says that they have really good chats and it's not funny to laugh at her Kiwi accent because there, but because there are many New Zealanders in the competition, it is kind of a novelty when you hear it um, out on court. And um, yeah, I think she, she loves to chat. She's so fit. I'm like, I don't have enough spare lung capacity to say one word, let alone whole sentences like she's blurting out on court. So that's impressive in and of itself. I'll ask one more, Sherelle, before uh, maybe you fire off the, the last two. Kendra wants to know, what's the best meal that you've had during Hub Life and who Ooh. made it? Because on this podcast, we've heard a lot of stories about, you know, cooking and mm-hmm. taking, in, taking it in turns um, in the kitchen. Um, and by advancing that question a little bit more, I want to know who the best cook is. The best cook, yeah. Emily has done majority of the cooking in our apartment. Um, which she's been pretty good at. We have shared the load a bit more in the the tail end of the hub. I think the best cook award would have probably have to go to Katie Thwaites. She made some homemade gnocchi the other night, which Emily and I were lucky enough to be invited along for, and it was delicious. And also that's like a lot of effort. I made gnocchi, but I bought the one from like that was (laughs) pre-made. So I didn't technically make it. Um, it's not easy to make Noki from scratch. She has been impressive. Her chef game has been really of high mm. standard. Yeah, that's been really good. But we've had some phenomenal meals out um, for dinner as well because we're allowed to eat if we eat outdoors. So that's been really great as well for those of us, i.e. me, who like to bake but don't like to cook that much. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Um, who? Where was this one? Um, Bridget wants to know, um, did you ever plan on getting this far with your netball? Was it that a goal of yours when you were growing up? Probably not when I was first playing netball, when I was maybe like 12 or 13. But I think through my later years of high school, when I was, you know, playing for Victoria, I had some amazing coaches who really encouraged me. And they obviously thought I had some natural talent. I was quite tall and relatively coordinated and could catch (laughs) occasionally. Uh, And from there, I think it was when I moved to Canberra, moved to the AIS where like the... um, more of a solidified goal sort of came out from that when I saw some of my friends up there getting signed um, to clubs in Australia and then I was like oh I really uh, that's something I really want to do too and then from there I think um, Australian aspirations are always in the back of every netballer's mind but for me I think it was about being in the right place at the right time and yeah I've just been able to take those opportunities that have been given to me. Can I just jump in quickly, just off the back of the AIS comment? Was, was there a time at the AIS where you'd be in, say, um, the food hall or wherever and you went, oh, my God, that is that athlete? Like, did you ever have a fangirl moment? 
Oh, I don't actually know. There were lots of there were lots of people who came through whilst I was there. And the first year I was there was in 2012. So that was the year of the London Olympics. Oh, yeah. um, there were quite a few like swimmers who who came through. But for me, like I'm always I've always been like a massive like tennis fan or AFL mm. fan. So they're mm. unfortunately not frequently seen at the AIS dining hall. They're a little bit a little bit above that. I think. Um, <laughs> did you did you go to the AIS chess? I didn't. I didn't live there as such, but I did spend a lot of time there through camps and um, spent a bit of time there when I was with the under twenty one Australian team. Yeah, but I didn't actually move. She was there. too good. She oh, just no. There. Of course, <laughs> top of the class. <laughs> top of the class. Not right. the reason. Um, hey, Joe, I'm going to jump in with a couple more uh, to finish off as well. Christine wants to know when are you running for PM? Oh. <laughs> There's been um, a big campaign. I know. Not anytime soon. I feel like people might have to be a little bit patient with my political endeavours perhaps. But um, it was very flattering to see. I thought it was just going to be my own Vixens teammates who deemed me most likely to become Prime Minister. But it was people from all across the league, which was really nice um, and very flattering. But for the minute, I think I'm going to try and play netball for another couple of years. And then who knows after that? probably a bit too young Um, is there any part of you that would dare dip the toe in to politics maybe i don't know which party i would go through to we'd have maybe i'd have to form a new a netball party (laughs) (laughs) there you go you've heard it here you'll be getting all sorts of phone calls now joe (laughs) yeah that's it i'll just let them i'll just let all the offers flood to me and then decline all of them just for a bit of an ego boost how about that yeah, good call. Hey, Clint, I've just got one more. And this one comes through from Ruby. And she wants to know which is your favourite four-year-old Vixens fan? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm still so excited, Clint, that I have um, resumed my position of Ruby's number one netball player, who is Sherelle's daughter, for everyone listening who doesn't know. Um, obviously, Ruby is my favourite four-year-old Vixen fan. Um, we're close friends. We go back ages. Emily is still very annoyed that she got bumped off the top spot because of that um, extra time I had with her at the women's T20 cricket final. But, you know, you snooze, you lose. And now Ruby... Oh, that's right. I, I, I definitely think that helped, Joe. But, you you know, all the girls have been putting a lot of work in when Ruby was allowed to come to training. She would occasionally mm, pop in. And she actually go... She was watching, um, I think... Peppa Pig or something on the iPad the other day, which is what she does when I'm doing stuff like this. Um, and uh, your video, uh, your, I think it was your Deacon video popped up actually. And oh. as an ad, as an ad. Sorry. Can't get, can't get and she came show. running to me and she's like, Deacon Mom, University. it's Jojo, it's Jojo. <laughs> she was so excited. It must have been that four, those four glasses of juice I gave her at the cricket function <laughs> that really won her over Clint. You did feel a parenting that night. That is just 101. So, Shaz, if, if Ruby grows up to be a defender as opposed to play in the attack end, how would you feel about that? I'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. She she is quite keen at the moment. She's only four, but she's quite keen to play netball. So I'll take her to the courts at some point. Do you know what? I think given the anxiety and almost vomit-inducing stress I gave my parents as a goer, so when I was the one trying to put those goals in, I wouldn't actually yeah. be that upset if she decides to go at the other end. <laughs> yeah, it comes to well, the, she, it comes to the dark side. 
she'd have a good coach or coaches if she decides to be a defender. Yeah, I could so, be her specialist coach. <laughs> well, there's some great questions there, as there has been each and every week this season. So thank you to um, every one of our fans for sending them in, both through isolation and now through the season proper. It has been immense with thanks to Deakin University, um, which brings us to our closing comments. Um, it's very exciting. We've spoken about the excitement. Sherelle. So exciting. Sunday afternoon, one o'clock versus the Fever, Channel 9 for all Victorians um, get behind the Vicks. Um, closing comments for you or, or maybe a, one last question to Joe. Oh, one last question to Joe. Um, have I got another one from the list? I think one of the things that I've been really interested to in, in watching everyone, and this is one of the questions, go up there and the, the challenges that sit around the hub life and, you know how you've how you've managed that. What's been the biggest challenge for you in that environment? Oh, I think it's just you know the extended period of time all of us have been away from home and the close proximity we're all staying in. So obviously we all have our own support networks and we're a very tight knit team. But I think when you're all living together, it can be hard to get some distance from that if that's what you feel like you need. Um, and, you know, that's always been something that we're really focused on from a Diamonds Tour perspective. But I guess this is that kind of on steroids due to the length of time we've been here from. So, yeah, I think just, you know, being removed from, um, you know, the people you love and, you know, your normal home base, you know, your creature comforts. But also whilst everyone, majority of those people are in Melbourne who are doing it really tough. I think it's been a combination of those two, the distance, but also, you know, feeling like we've kind of had the out um, to escape in inverted commas whilst everyone else is still, you know, trying to deal with lockdown and do the right thing. So that's probably been the most difficult thing, but the rest of it has been really amazing. So um, one one of the things, Joe, that might've been amazing is your roommate. We, I mean, you come (laughs) as a dog lot, almost you and Emily, Mm. what you do out on court, uh, your TikToks, your dancing, everything that you're doing. How have you two gone spending so much time together? Are you still as tight as you were? Has it separated you a bit or are you closer than you ever were? I think we've gone through ups and downs, but we're still really, really close. Like, um, Em's probably one of my best friends ever. And um, she obviously has her own sister, but we do really kind of get on in that way. So sometimes we'll be a bit annoyed at each other. And obviously like we've been doing really well out on court, which I think has probably helped our relationship (laughs) um, off the court. But yeah, it's been so amazing to see how well she's played this year. And yeah, I guess when you live with someone, it does give you real insight into how they operate. Most people, she's probably the easygoing one, but she's probably the one that's more regimented. Whereas <laughs> because I live by myself, I'm more, I just like let things happen. I know uh, some people would be surprised that I'm actually a little bit disorganized. Um, I think, and uh, there's all these other different dynamics. It's been so fun unpicking them. Like she's in, she's the oldest um, child in her family, whereas I'm the youngest. So I think she's always been the one who's taking care of everyone. And I've always been the one where, oh, things will work out. Like, it's okay. <laughs> but on court, our um, personalities are almost like polar opposite to that. So, um, no, it's been so great. And she's put up with all of my terrible jokes and terrible dancing and uh, all those sorts of things. So, yeah, she's been a, an angel. Bless her. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> I will bless you, Joe Weston. Um, as a Victorian and a Vixens fan, I... Um, 
I can't tell you how excited I am and how much we're all willing you to victory on Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm sure I, those sentiments are echoed, aren't they, Sherelle? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think one of the things that I've loved across this season is um, watching the team be able to deal with different situations. Mm. Uh, you know, there's been some really challenging situations off the court, but on the court as well. And, you know, that resilience and ability to fight back from different situations, but to lead from the front when that's happening. I think that that um, should give the group an enormous amount of confidence that whatever lays out in front of them on Sunday, they should have that confidence and belief in themselves, just like we all do. Go get them. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's so nice to see go, go, go. both of you and go Vixens. Go Vixens. So if you're a Vixens fan and you're listening to this podcast or indeed watching, um, make sure you send a message via the social media to any or all of the players, um, the Vixens as a collective, because they'd love to hear from you. Um, and they know full well that, they'll, that you'll all be cheering from, um, from the couch come Sunday afternoon. Joe, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. And Sherelle. I want to see that fire and intensity in your eyes, Joe. I know we will. We always do. Laser. Laser focus. Good luck on the couch watching Sherelle. Um, Thank the, you. The, the nails might be in for a bit of a, a biting. Yes, it will be tense, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Sunday, one o'clock. Make sure you're watching the Vixens and Fever to battle for the Suncorp Super Netball Premiership on Channel 9. Thanks, ladies. See you later. Bye. Bye. At Deakin, digital is in our DNA. With 40 years of experience in distance and online learning, discover why we're the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved. Study online at Deakin. Applications closing soon.